1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif, and our show takes us west this morning. Good morning, everyone, and yes, we are going to Kelowna, B.C., and we're joined by Kingsley Ma, director of REMAX Western Canada. Kingsley, welcome back to our show. Thank you. Good to be back here. Kingsley, we've been hearing a lot of talk about people in the greater Toronto area moving up north and taking up recreational properties as their year-round homes. You guys have been seeing some of that in your area, too. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, it's ever since the price, I mean, the, the prices keep going up in the lower mainland. Um, and there's been a lot of, even, even, you know, past couple of years, there's a lot of people moving to Kelowna because it's, it's affordable. Um, it's got a really good environment and it's got a, a lake where you can, you know, it's summertime, you can um, be at the beach in 30 degrees weather. And whereas Vancouver, you don't get that. And wintertime, you can go skiing and things like that. So it's, it's a great environment and people, there's more and more people moving up. Um, to Kelowna, um, even if you look at the population point of view, to, uh, nine years ago, um, it was at uh, Great Kelowna was at 117,000 uh, population. Now we're at uh, 217. I mean, sorry, uh, 142 um, in Kelowna. So it's been population-wise, it's been going up, and uh, people like Kelowna. It's got lots of things to do. Now, Kingsley, in terms of the pandemic, BC is the ahead of the game than we are here in Ontario. What was it like at the height of the pandemic for the real estate market there in BC, and what is it like now? Well, during the lockdown, I mean, the uh, number of units sold was probably down about 60 70%, depending on the area in BC, um, just because simply because, you know, agents are not allowed to do showings. Uh, buyers and sellers are hesitant to, you know, sellers would be hesitant, hesitant to show, to do the, you know, showing their home and buyers don't want to be out there, right? But, uh, now, ever since June, it's, it's, it, everything has been picked up, you know, think transactions are going. In fact, um, number of units sold in, in Kelowna is, it's higher than June 2019. Um, and also the prices, if you compare it, you know, uh, June of this year and June of last year went up by almost 4% here in Kelowna. So things are really picking up. Um, and that's same can be said in most cases, in most areas, in terms of BC area too. That's an amazing bounce back. I and mean, we saw something like that in the greater Toronto area where our June numbers were pretty much on par. We were just a little shy of June 2019 numbers, but our average price was up about 12%. So that was a huge price increase because we're seeing a lot of supply issues here. How is supply out in BC? Uh, supply is, is, you know, similar to what it was last year. However, there seems to be a more demand um, in terms of buyers um, in the Kelowna area. So that kind of 
puts supplies into a little bit of an issue because uh, simply because there's just more demand overall. And if you really look at Kelowna here, it's it's a little bit different because we're not so much just you know cottage country and things like that. Um, people get the sometimes get the wrong idea. However, there are a lot of uh, lower mainland and Albertans that do come to Kelowna to buy like a, a rec condo or a townhome where uh, they can come a couple weeks or a couple months a year during the summertime. And, I mean, I look at the stats here and you look at the number of condos and condos uh, condos and townhomes sold, it's almost the same as number of detached sold uh, in, in Kelowna. So um, it's, you know, number of condos and townhomes where there's 230 deals done and detached homes is 479, so it's rel- really close. And a lot of those that demand is coming from, you know, outside of Kelowna, people outside trying to get a second property here in Kelowna. Like I said earlier, I mean, they enjoy the weather, you know, both summer and winter time. Now, is the open house uh, back on or is the virtual tour still the way to go? Uh, virtual tour is probably still the way to go. Um, I mean, we're allowed to do open house um, if you if the real estate agent is you know following procedures and things like that um, but the more people are still not the most majority of consumers are still really not open in terms of looking at uh, uh, showing right now um, even though real estate agents don't have to are allowed to do it as long as they follow you know safety protocols and, and so forth so yeah so I mean overall it's an open house we do the people do a host open house, which you know it wasn't allowed a couple months ago. Kaylee, how's consumer confidence? I know that as we came out of COVID into phase two of our reopening, consumer confidence was at a high, and that's what drove our demand. And you know we're down thirty percent in terms of inventory, so you can imagine what that means to bidding wars wow. and multiple offers, and prices going over asking, but we haven't seen people shy away from it because consumer confidence is pretty much at an all-time high. How is it over there? It's very similar um, because, you know, there were like at least two months where people weren't doing anything or consumers weren't buying any homes and so forth. So there's this pent of demand that's kind of once June came about and things are more opened up. Um, there, there are multiple offers. I mean, I, I was just talking to a realtor another day. Um, they did 41 private showings and had nine offers, um, you know, just people bidding for it, right? So it, it's crazy like that, too. And, I mean, there's we can we, we go through the different areas, just Western Canada in general, not just Corona. Um, there are multiple offers everywhere across the board. So market's been really strong all over. And what do you think the the market is going to look like for the rest of the summer and into the fall? That's a tricky question because it seems like everything changes <laughs> all the time these days. Um, I, I guess uh, as long as there's really no, assuming there's no second wave, um, you know, in terms of the virus itself, I think overall the summer market is going to be, you know, really hot, um, at least until probably the all through August and September. And typically, even in the fall, it slows down a little bit. But I'd be surprised, um, like I said earlier, assuming there's no second wave, this year would be actually quite well, even going into fall and winter, because 
a lot of people are not allowed to travel, right? So mm-hmm. that's, you know, a lot of times wintertime, people are traveling out of country to hotter places and things like that. And that's why real estate market times to take, take a dip a year. But I, I see it a little bit different this year. I mean, even though it won't, may not be as hot as summer or fall, but it won't, it might still be higher than other years that we've been through just because people are in their own cities, right? Or in their own country. And Gigli, I know everyone's been redoing their projections that we made last December for the year 2020. Do you think that the bounce back after COVID will return the market to the levels that you had projected for British Columbia or Western Canada as a whole by the end of the year? Um, for places like, you know, Kelowna or, or most parts of the lower mainland, it's, I, I would assume it will bounce back to normal within a month, actually, um, if not some places are already back to normal in terms of transactions and sold and things like that. Um, Alberta might be a little bit more difficult because they depend on the oil part of it, and they were struggling before coming into the COVID situation. Um, so they, they probably won't be back to normal, I would assume. And I did talk to the TD Economist uh, a little while back. They probably won't be back to normal until summer or fall of next year. Um, just because their market is very different than the BC market. Awesome. Kingsley, if people want more information about properties in Western Canada or need to contact you for more information, how do they do that? Yes, they can. Con- actually, they can email me directly at uh, Kingsley Ma, K I N G S L E Y M A at remax.ca. Be more than happy to help them. That's awesome. Thanks so much for joining us and for sharing your insight as to what's happening in the Lower Mainland. And we look forward to having you on the show again. Thank you. Our tour of Western Canada continues after the break. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties with today's next guest. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is Tony Joe. Tony's from REMAX Sun in Victoria, B.C. Tony, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, Asif. Hey, Tony, we're seeing a lot of activity from, you know, people moving from the city to the outskirts in order to find that recreational property that's going to better suit their lifestyle post-COVID. And I hear you're seeing the same type of activity in Victoria. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the market's been very busy, and we're not only seeing it, it, they're not just ripples from the metropolitan of Vancouver, for instance. I mean, that has been a migration that we've seen for a number of years so far where you know, people sell their Vancouver property and move over to Vancouver Island, either Victoria or migrating uh, further up to um, uh, Courtney Comox, uh, areas like that. But we are seeing, too, a fair amount of Ontario folk coming over. So what? Toronto and Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I have actually I've served a number of people who had actually planned to retire in the Victoria area at some point, but... It seems like COVID has actually accelerated a lot of people's plans, so it got them to move now as opposed to two years from now, for instance. Well, that sounds good. One of the few silver linings in all this. Are you surprised by the comeback? 
Um, yes, absolutely, because, you know, from from the standpoint of, you know, here we are in a global pandemic, and no gear, expected things to be quiet or slow down, but our numbers are up, so our sales are up 9% in June to June last year, which is remarkable, and we increased 76% from May to June, so... Uh, things are hopping along. But it reminds us, though, Victoria is always one of those places that people want to come to. So, um, you know, whether, whether it's as a result of self-isolation or just because they were coming here anyways, um, like I said, it just seems like things have sped up. And how are you doing for supply? I mean, there's been a challenge pretty much worldwide for, or at least North America-wide, for supply. Toronto area is down 30%. Uh, we were just speaking with Kingsley, and I was telling him that, uh, you know, our supply is down 30%, but sales yeah. continue to chug along, which speaks volumes to consumer confidence. What are you seeing in the uh, Victoria, Vancouver areas? Yeah, so we are also at a phase of low inventory. So, um, and I can speak for Victoria, but Vancouver would be very similar as well. Uh, we're down 11% in inventory, but that compares to last year, which was also a low month for inventory. To give you an example, we're at 2,700 active listings right now, whereas over uh, a 10-year average, for instance, June would be closer to 4,000 or 4,500 listings. So we're down in inventory and we're up 9% in sales. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, this is the reason why our prices are up. So prices are pushing upwards again. Now, I've learned something from Asif on this show. When there is low inventory, you often see multiple offers. Is that what you're seeing? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And, you know, as is normal, though, it's not in all segments, certain segments. So, for instance, our white-hot segment right now is detached single-family homes in the $700,000, $900,000 price point. Um, the thing to note here is, you know, I was saying to you guys that we have Torontonians coming over here. It's the $800,000 price point that they're really attracted um, uh, to. And we have found so far that these are people that have sold their uh, $1.3, $1.4 million Toronto homes and picking up these $800,000 properties. So it's uh, it's really something. And that's that's really interesting because, you know, there is a lot of talk about people wanting to retire in Victoria and have their homes close to the ocean and... You know, there there is a lot of movement. Even up here, we're seeing that the detached market is leading the way right now because people are tired of being cooped up in a smaller space, in a condo downtown, and they're making that move. What are you seeing from Vancouverites? And is that the same type of thing where people are leaving condos? And what, what does that mean for the Vancouver condo market? You know, it feels like it's a similar message across the board because people have definitely found that uh, they need more elbow room, especially if they have families and they were doing homeschooling, you know, over those uh, those key months there. Um, so, first of all, with the low interest rates is giving people the hope uh, to take advantage of this opportunity to upgrade to a home. Um, something, of course, in Victoria specifically, what is really softening or what, it, what has been soft is all of the short-term vacation rental uh, properties because, of course, Victoria is a tourism town, right? And um, there's very few bookings, only obviously fellow Canadians. So we're, we have started to see and we will see more um, uh, condos coming on the market because people aren't able to use them uh, as they bought them for, right? There will be opportunities out there in the condo buying uh, sector in the near future. And Tony, what are you hearing from buyers and sellers? Do you feel like they have that 
consumer confidence to get back into the market, whether it is to buy or sell? hundred percent. hundred percent. You know, in many ways, it feels like a normal market, but it, it leads one to wonder because there remains that general concern about what happens in the fall. What happens if there is a, um, a second wind, right? And it almost feels like people are rushing to get into the marketplace. You know, they're, they're buying their upgraded home. They're signing a five-year term with the knowledge that uh, even if uh, COVID comes back, then they're going to be able to sit it out until such time as that vaccine is found or the, or the cure happens, right? And your schools have been open for a while now. And, you know, ours are in the process of determining whether we can even open in September. What's been the, the driving force behind your economy opening so quick? And, you know, has that contributed to a rise in consumer confidence as well? Because it's almost back to a normal there. Yes. Well, I, I think we all feel as British Columbians that our uh, chief medical officer has done a, a very good job provincially here. Um, you know, of course, on Vancouver Island as well. I mean, we've got to take a ferry over. So we do have separation from the mainland. The number of cases is very, very low, and everyone here is 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 pretty uh, pretty healthy and happy. Now, this is also another driver to the folks coming from the mainland uh, and from the east wanting to relocate here because the the general thought is is a healthy place to be. So you know, all these things are conspiring to uh, to create a strong real estate market uh, as we're seeing here, which again. It, it just it shocks me. I mean, you consider people are thinking about buying or moving under this global pandemic, and yet they are. So very interesting. Interesting and certainly encouraging news, that's for sure. I often ask uh, Asif to take out his crystal ball, and I asked Kingsley earlier, what do you think it's going to look like in terms of the rest of this summer and into the fall? Well, uh, the rest of the summer is going to remain busy. We're all hoping that more inventory will come online because that's going to help sort of um, uh, level things off. I mean, all of us in the real estate business, we, know, we not only help sellers, but we help buyers as well, too. And it has been frustrating trying to help people who are, you know, losing multiple offers or bidding more as often. So more inventory has got to start coming, and especially here because people are feeling a little more confident and a little more uh, comfortable uh, with the, uh, the COVID situation. Um, moving forward, um, you know, everyone here feels pretty good, pretty confident, especially as long as there continues to be a flow of uh, buyer interest coming from outside not only Vancouver Island, but also um, the rest of the country. And I'm going to go back to schools being open for you. Are you seeing that because of the return to school, you're seeing more of a traditional market for July and, and moving into August where people are trying to scoop up homes now. We, we've been delayed a little bit. We are now mm-hmm. starting our spring market, but are you in more of a traditional <laughs> summer market where you're going to start to see things slow down a bit in August, or do you still have a lot of pent-up demand? No, we've got pent-up demand, and let's not forget that, I mean, not everyone is in summer mode, Right. Um, you know, whereas normally people would be vacationing or going away or things like that, they are staying home more. And as a result, you know, the, 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 we're, we're hearing and I'm seeing a lot more traffic in, in properties as far as viewings are concerned and, uh, inquiries and all of that. So, uh, just like what you just said, I mean, our, our spring market is just later and, um, I don't feel that it's going to slow down. Uh, again, who knows what's going to happen in the fall with COVID, right? 
right? Tony, if uh, people want to, if the Toronto people that are moving to Victoria want more information <laughs> on what you've got available, how do they get a hold of you? Yes, uh, we're the Prime Real Estate Team, so primeteam.ca, primeteam.ca. Thanks again. You're always great on the show, and, and we look forward to having you back on again soon with another update. Thanks. Azef. And to you. Take care. When we come back, your questions for Asif Khan and this week's hot listing. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Our first question is from Eva in Maple. She wants to know how to make her offer stand out when she may be entering a multiple offer situation. Asif, what do you think? Eva, that's a great question. And we're faced with that every day, every evening now. And there's a lot of ways that you can make your offer stand out. The first thing is to have your deposit bank draft with you when presenting the offer or have the agent send a copy of that offer if you're submitting by email so that the receiving agent knows that you are ready to go. The other thing is doing your homework and just making sure that you're covering all the bases because the sellers may want a certain closing date. They may want uh, you know, a certain price. And if you're hitting those targets, you have a better chance of someone going in without knowing that information and having your offer stand out. And how do you do that homework then, Asif? How do you find out what the seller is looking for in terms of closing date or a final offer? So that's up to the agent that's representing you to do that homework and to make those phone calls and even to write a letter just explaining who you are. We've had offers accepted when our sellers have written a personal letter Sorry, our buyers have written a personal letter to the seller just saying, this is who we are. We would like our kids to grow up in this home just like your kids did because this is an emotional process as well. And if someone's selling their family home after 20, 30, 40 years, they want to make sure they're putting it in the right hands. And often that goes a long way. So, you know, have your agent do their homework, write a letter, have your bank draft ready. These are some of the things that can make you stand out, not necessarily having the top price. All right, our next question comes from Lou in Markham. He wants to know how to prepare his home for staging without breaking the bank. Asif? Another great question, and this one is a little bit simpler. It's decluttering. So make your home as decluttered as possible. Now, with that, it means making sure you're going to be packing anyway, making sure your your boxes are packed up with all your little you know, trinkets and, and whatnots that you've collected over the years making sure that it's just basically furniture and a few decorating pieces, removing family pictures or any personal belongings off the walls or off the shelves, and just having it as simple as possible. Do you think the home often needs a fresh coat of paint then as well if we're taking pictures or other things off the walls? Yeah, cleaning in a fresh coat of paint, brighter light bulbs, these are all things that go a long way because your home has to show well when people walk in little things like you know just making sure there's no dust on the baseboards and uh, you know the doorknobs don't have fingerprints on them or the light switches these are things that buyers will notice and it will speak volumes about the upkeep of the home 
And this could actually, if there's multiple offers and people are debating whether or not to do a home inspection, if they can see that your home has been maintained well and it sparkles when they walk in, they may not decide to do a, a home inspection. And what about in terms of staging? We're all watching these home renovation shows where they bring in all new furniture and all new lighting fixtures. Is that really necessary? It is not necessary. I mean, it's a great touch if everything that you have is fairly dated. But even then, having a a home that shows well when it's decluttered goes a long way. I mean, there's it shows a lot more space. So if you're bringing in a lot of furniture and a lot of light fixtures and a, a lot of decorating pieces. Sometimes your home doesn't show as large as it actually is. So it's a fine line. And when we walk in, when we're doing our initial walkthrough for the listing presentation, we can actually point out things that need to go and, and maybe suggest things that may need to come in. But most of the time, we're working with the seller's furniture. Asif, if our listeners have more questions and want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? You know, they can call me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just enough time now for the On the Market Hot Listing. What do you have for us this week? We have a four-bedroom detached home in Cornell with four bathrooms. The second floor has three full bathrooms. Now, this is something that more and more people have been drawn towards. It's having more bathrooms upstairs because as kids get older and, and they want their own space and they're taking time in there in the bathrooms, you want to have that extra space. This home also features hardwood on the main floor, a main floor laundry, so you're not going all the way down to the basement. And it's a fully finished basement with a wet bar, lots of storage space, and the backyard is completely landscaped, Tina. This home is in Cornell. It's located at 9 Silverdale Road, and it's on for $1.149 million, which is an incredible price for a home that features four bedrooms and four bathrooms. And let's remind our listeners, where is Cornell? Cornell is at Ninth Line and Highway 7. It's the northeast corner where the hospital is and just north of there. It's a great little community, lots of great schools, ample park space. There's walking trails. The new terminal for Viva is going there. And the hospital's right there as well. One more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. It's four bedrooms, four bathrooms, hardwood on the main floor, a completely finished bedroom with a wet bar, landscaping, double car garage with a parking pad. And this home is on for $1.149 million. And you can contact Kara Daniels at 905-554-5522. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan, if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.